0: What is up, guys, and welcome back to the Sweat It Out podcast. Today, we're excited to have a guest all the way in L.A., and this is going to be a fun one. He's the founder of the Social Press Agency, partner of the Ultraviolet Club, also the host of Pillow Talk with Ryan. We're going to dive in on some good stuff. Help us welcome the one and only Ryan Pano. How's it going, brother? It's oh, yeah. good, baby. How are yeah. you guys doing? We're doing great good over brother. here, man. Great over here. How about you? What are you up to? I just, you know, oh shit That's how
1: we oh. started I'm sorry, I'm sorry <laughs> Don't everyone. worry, man Phone on silent This oh, is Holly. Oh, whatever Okay, phone We're on silent We're on a live okay. FaceTime right now There we go Life uh, just good, you know Look, a pretty girl just called me That's pretty cool
0: Hey, can't complain there
1: I'm, I'm friend zoned with her But it's still cool, I, I think I don't know <laughs>
0: Hey, as long as she's your wing woman That's it No, she doesn't get me anything No, oh, I strike okay, out all the time oh, So wow. it's just a friend Just a
1: friend Big, big strikeout guy. Yeah. All good. All you know, good. I, I wish I was handsome like you boys, but life can't be such. I, you got the snap back on though. Yeah. Yeah. Now I'm a little bit
0: cuter. <laughs> so brother, I want to dive into it because I love your content, you know, really creative, love what you got going on. Really fun, really engaging. What got you into this world in the first place? How'd you start? Was this just like, I'm going to go dive into this and just see where it goes off. Or did you have a strategy in place?
1: Okay, so so way back in the day, I was on MTV, actually. A lot of people don't know this. It's kind oh, of free social media back in 2030, 23- MTV Canada, though. You guys wouldn't have heard of it. <laughs> but uh, I, was, I was on MTV. I was a TV host, and that's when they started doing a bunch of cuts. So uh, six months into being there, not because I was bad. I was okay. I was good. Uh, they, they They cut everyone, like, as soon as I got there, and they cut all the newer people, and they kept all the vets. So I did six months at MTV, and I was like, oh, this is what I want to do. I want to make people laugh. I want to entertain people. And, you know, I, 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 love that, but my whole life, all I've known, all I've done was festivals, events and nightclubs. That's it. I started working for spring break Cancun when I was, <clears throat> when I was in grade 11, <clears throat> Jeez, I'm having a tough go here. And uh, then I just did, you know, I start. I opened my own club when I was 21. I started Palooza beer pong festival when I was 23. And I, all I did was events, parties, nightclubs, promoting, hosting, DJing, uh, trips, blah, 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 you name it, everything events. I was doing that for, for Canadians, mostly students, mostly college. And, and then just kept doing that. Then I moved to Toronto a few years ago and then I opened a club there, ultraviolet and I moved my beer pong festival, started going across Canada. I want to take it across all the States on a tour bus and do it like that. And I, I was going to only do events my whole life. Cause I love to party, but, uh, to be honest, it gets tough, you know, going out four or five nights a week for 15 years. Look at me, I got forever bags. They got Louis Vuitton bags under my
2: eyes,
1: (laughs) you know? So then COVID happened. And then I was like, shit, I got to do some stuff on the internet. Uh, I started a giveaway company, those celebrity giveaways where they say, hey, I'm giving away 10,000 cash, Uh, you know, follow these people. And I started doing that. Then I kind of got in the space and I started meeting celebrities and meeting a lot of top one percenters and stuff. And uh, then I started just having a bit more balls to grow my brand online, to promote my online business. So I started making a bit of TikToks and then my TikTok just shot up to almost a million in a few months. And I was like, okay, maybe it's time to take, cause I was always insecure to be honest, to put myself out there to try to be funny. It's kind of cringy. And I was always kind of scared what people thought. So it, it, I was scared my whole life to, to finally do it. I always wanted to since MTV, but I was like, I'm making so much money with the clubs and it's going well and I'm, I'm good at the clubs. I know it, 15 years. Uh, so I started posting TikToks. So I started doing well. Then I finally put a bit of my TikToks on Instagram and I was like, people are going to think I'm cringe. People thought it was funny, thank God. Uh, so then I was like, let's do a podcast. And, and, uh, that's how we got into
2: everything well brother i'm gonna tell you, your your uh, your reels and your videos are hilarious and thank you yeah and i wanted I to, that. and i've always wondered what is like the creative process that you go through like do you plan it like the day before is this like on the spot because these are pretty intricate ones that you have there's one like right, uh, the
1: individual like stupid videos them. we do
2: yes thank i love them thank you
1: what's you guys are very Bad nice ass. uh you know what something will happen in, in my day and i'll be like this is hilarious and if I can't like get a, a story out of it right away, I make it a skit. That's pretty much it. Like the the one where I don't know if you guys saw where I see dark at, at a at the sex clinic. We call it the clinic because TikTok's fucking can't swear on TikTok. God forbid. Oh my God, you say fuck. <laughs> uh so I, I went to the sex clinic two weeks ago and I saw someone I knew there. And I was like, hey, I was like, this is hilarious. So let's make it a skit. So it's usually stuff that happens to me. I just turn it into skits. Like can't get hard with a girl can never get hard with girls boom let's make it a skit you know striking out whatever or waking up and she's a two you thought she was a ten happened to me two weeks ago
0: let's make it a skit it's usually (laughs) stuff that happens to me i love it man oh my god we're gonna be (laughs) laughing it up so what what would you say has been the craziest uh piece of content you created around uh, an experience or a skit
1: well on the podcast i thought it was pretty crazy that we had gene simmons on because that I don't get nervous for them anymore. You know, it's just once you've done it enough. Like you guys probably are nervous right now. You've done it, but your first few, you get a little nervous. And pretty early in, we got Gene Simmons who wanted to promote his vodka, and he said, uh, and they told us, hey, if you, if you fuck up with Gene, he decides how long every interview is. Even when he's on, you know, Tonight Show or whatever. Like doesn't matter. It's he's Gene Simmons, kiss biggest rock star ever. He slept with the most girls alive. It used to be Fidel Castro. Now it's Gene Simmons, and a quick player. Done my research. Uh, we're actually getting Ric Flair on too in a couple weeks. Which is oh, gee, that's going to be hilarious. Yeah, two guys with the most kills. Uh, but, anyways, they said if he doesn't like you in the first two minutes, he'll say, Thank you so much. And he'll get up with a smile and walk off. But if Literally, he didn't like that. Hey, yeah. And I said, Well, we want to do 25 minutes with him. They're like, No, you don't decide. Gene tells you when it's over. So I was fucking scared shitless. And then the night before, they say, By the way, he doesn't want to talk about sex. And my podcast is a sex podcast. And he slept with the most women you know, alive today. So I was like, I had all these questions ready about like, you know, his sex life. And I prepped for two weeks on it. And then that, so it was the morning up. They're like, he doesn't want to talk about sex. I'm like, fuck. So our viewers are going to be pissed. I don't have anything ready. He gets pissed quick. So I was, I was really nervous for Gene, but then he ended up staying on for an hour and said, I'd love to come on again and texted us with like four smiley faces. And we're like, wow. we did it. So no sex talk.
0: talk.
1: No, no, he got into it. Oh, he got all into right. It. Yeah, he wanted to talk NFTs and crypto and his painting and shit like that for like 25 minutes. Then I went, okay, Gene, let's get into it. And then he did like 30 minutes of sex with us. So Woo. it was good.
0: All right, what yeah. was, the, what was, the, what was the, the craziest, hottest shit that he said on your podcast? He actually,
1: so he slept with 5,000 plus women. And for every girl that he slept with, he took a Polaroid picture of them. And then kept the room key that he fucked them in. And then stapled them together. And he has crates and crates and crates of all of the girls he's ever seen. <laughs> wow.
0: And this dude never caught anything?
2: What? <laughs> yeah,
0: this guy never caught No, shit. he wraps it up. He wraps it up. Hey, you still never know.
2: Yeah, <laughs> Bro, 5,000, that's a lot, man. And, and- 5,000 is a lot. Yeah. All right. Well. Ryan, would you find that stressful?
1: What? Having 5,000 kills? Yeah. Would you find yes. that stressful? You know what? I don't even like having sex anymore, to be honest. Like, I, we, we came to LA and everyone's like, oh, you must be fucking out there in Hollywood. No, we're not really, to be honest. We're taking a little break from girls. You know what? I'm not that good in bed. 10 minutes of sex. That's it. Maybe if I last for, for a whole fucking ordeal, date, hang out, flirt, the whole lead up of texting. And, and, and. How much really time did you put in to get that 10 minutes? Like, hours. And then, you know, <laughs> she's sleeping there. And if it's not a girl you like, it's kind of like, fuck still here. And then the next morning, if they don't leave, ah, it fucks your whole day up. You don't get much sleep. And nah, nah, you eat, order Uber Eats. You get fat. You don't go to the gym in the morning. Eh, eh, eh. For 10 minutes, not a big fan. So now we've limited ourselves to only allowing ourselves to have sexual intercourse on Saturday nights. Ah, That's our new thing. And I don't DM girls all day like I used to. You know, it's <laughs> a waste of fucking time. My DMs are dry. Sahara Desert. That's, dry. that's why you got the friend right now. Exactly. Yeah. That's friends it. with hot
0: girls is fun. That's it. So oh. how, how do, explain that to us. How, how does, where, where's the pleasure in that? What being friends with a hot girl? Yeah. Where's the pleasure in that? Well,
1: I used to just try to fuck every hot girl I met and I'd be like, Oh, new, new shiny object I want, you know? And I used to go after it. And then if you fail, I, I would move on. And if I got it, great. But then what really happens after you, you you break up, is, is it one night? Is it three months? Is it two weeks? Whatever it is. Once you split up, you kind of stop talking. So Now you're eliminating every pretty girl from your life because either you got rejected and walked away or you slept with them and now you don't talk to them anymore. What's the point? I mean, sure. You got to sleep with them. Good for you. But now in Hollywood networking, you know, girls run the world and and especially the, the, the top hot ones. Like I have a lot of pretty girls with big followings on our podcast and everyone's like, Oh, did you fuck? Did you fuck her? I'm like, no, I didn't try because now we're friends and, you know, now we go out and we're friends with all the pretty girls, and they always girls get invited to cool shit. Guys don't. You know, I've never been invited on a PJ in my life, but girls do. And you know, not saying I use people for perks, but I'm just saying you get more out of a relationship 90% of the time just being friends.
2: That is so interesting. Get, that's no, you're right because that's an right. interesting way to go about it. Because most dudes, the first thing they think about if they're with a, a chick like that, they're like, let's go in for the yeah. kill, boys. Yeah. And the way you're using it, it's like a high-level funnel, sales funnel.
1: Like Francesca Farrago. She was on season one of Netflix, Too Hot to Handle. from Toronto. And I stayed friends with her my whole life. Never tried to sleep with her. And now she's my biggest plug in LA. She gets me all these celebrities for the podcast. She invites us to really cool events. She got us passes for Coachella this weekend. We're staying in a villa with her. But if I just fucked her for 10 minutes four years ago, you know what
0: I mean? Yep. 10 minutes or a whole lifelong of, of opportunities. Exactly.
2: Smart. Smart. Smart let me ask you this though so on your pod you bring a lot of these women here to talk about these different topics how do you bring them and how do you like prepare for those type of like interviews is this do they know
1: no to be honest i used to at the beginning but then i one time someone bailed and someone just filled in quick and i just went in raw then everyone told me funniest episode you've ever done was that one and i was like oh that's the one i didn't script so now i just go no nothing i look at their instagram five minutes before we go on quickly that's it and I find them funnier that way just because yeah. it's just natural combo. It's flow. You know, I'll, I'll I'll do Google News just to see if, like, something major popped up. But that's it. Like, I, I don't really research them that much. And I don't prep any funny questions or any funny things. It's just, you know, it's funnier to just do this, right? I agree. Like, like look at us. We're on some whole thing about being friends with hot girls. I bet you didn't write that down.
0: Hell no. No, we didn't even look, think about that. You know I'm what a, I mean? I'm oh, going to be honest, bro. <laughs> we even just... Hey, what are we, how are we going to introduce Ryan? Let's look it up. Boom. Awesome. We're introducing him done. We're going to talk shit. Let's have yeah. fun.
1: That's exactly. it. That's Free how podcast shit.
0: I, yeah, I agree, man. That's why
1: people listen. Cause you know, you, you watch TV and it's so by the book and structured and, and but now podcasts are blowing up because people want to hear real shit. They don't mm-hmm. want to, they don't want to see Matthew McConaughey on, on Jimmy Fallon and where they want to see him on Joe Rogan. You yeah. know what I mean?
0: Exactly. Exactly, yeah. I agree with you one hundred percent, man. And 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 I want to go into a little bit about you know because we talked about you know the the relationships, of course, and the and and these girls. And you talked about how the celebrities and helping out the opportunities. Is this tied in also as well with what you do with your agency, as far as getting opportunities for your agency? And talk to us a little bit about that and what you do exactly yeah. with your agency.
1: Yeah. So so because of the giveaway company I did, I was able to get connections uh through India. Turkey, Russia, Brazil, uh some in the states, it's mostly those countries though. And I met all these uh little internet kids, some are hackers, some are nerds, some are geniuses, some are uh PR publishers whatever. And uh just because of my co- my company was pretty big. So it was called social giveaways. And I it was with my friend London. And it, it, it was probably the third biggest in the space. There's probably wow. 300 companies doing it. And and for that yeah, it was it was big. We did a Summer Taiga. Tyga We did Francesca. We did a little pump. We did a bunch of big celebrity giveaways. And uh, when you're doing this for these clients, these are people that are paying thousands and thousands of dollars for Instagram followers. They care about their Instagram, obviously. So they don't want to just stop at followers. They want a Forbes article. They want to get verified. Uh, If their Instagram goes down, they need it back. Uh, You know, they they need all these services. If it's Jimmy J 1972, we can get the username at Jimmy for him. You know, Mm. whatever they want. It's people that have money a and B, care about their social media so uh people when you have a big enough giveaway company back then they would come to you you can't just go to india and be like who's doing these blue checks they came to me and you got to go through them and i've probably been through 300 we call them plugs to get our good main 10 that we work with and and now we have our systems okay this guy does tiktok on and verifications this guy does uh all the mid-tier press this guy you, you name it, any service you want, we can, we can do it. Cause now we have our main guys and we trust them and we work with them. And it's been two years now that we're doing it and it's going really well. And to be honest, the podcast says it makes it a little bit from sponsors, but like you can't live off it. Can't live, can't live in the hills off it. So uh, we do really well. We work 50 to 60 hours a week, social press agency, and then probably like 10 to 15 on content and, and the, you know, the podcast and all that. So it's really, so that's the main focus.
0: So where do you, where do you see everything going to, you know, now we're talking about that, you know, also as well as a little bit know about us, like we also own a, a full service marketing agency. So I know there's, right. a, there's definitely a lot of tie in. So where do you see yourself? Like, where do you see a lot of where the industry is going in, in, in our, in our agency space, in the content world? And where do you think it's going to go in the sense of like, what's going on with NFTs, crypto, metaverse, all that stuff. Do you see a tie-in or do you see something completely different for this?
1: Yeah. Well, as you guys are smart. So starting the podcast to promote your personal brand and then it ties into, oh, what do you do? Oh, the agency. Oh yeah, maybe I do need something. That's kind of the idea. So, uh, you know, the funny content, uh, the TikToks, the podcast, the street interviews actually do our most viral. Actually, I don't know if you guys saw those. I've we seen do... those. Yeah, those are yeah, funny. So that actually gets our most views all that really is is promoting the, the personal brands. And then it, it always ties in, like you said, to social press agency. So uh, I think at this point, people that say, oh, I don't, I don't care about Instagram, man, you know, it's not for me. I don't like social media. I don't like my picture taken, blah, blah, blah. It's a waste of time. They're completely wrong. And they're living in the past. Now we're going into web three. And if they avoided web two, they're fucking up the whole thing. You the, you know, the, ki- the kids will decide what's cool. And, you don't want to be that old guy like like Eminem saying new hip-hop sucks, new hip-hop sucks. No, this is new hip-hop. I don't like new hip-hop, but this is what it is. Get with it. Drake, Drake's figuring it out. You know, get with the times. So uh, what I'm, where I'm going with this is Instagram does matter, whether people like it or not. Your personal brand, it's your digital passport. First thing you do when you're about to go on a date with someone is check their Instagram. When you're going to work with someone, check their Instagram when anything people check Instagram in LA, it's awful. People actually at parties judge whether or not they should waste time talking or not by, Hey, what's your Instagram? They look down and they go, okay, you're worth my time. You know, it's sad, but it's true. And promoting your personal brand in 2022 is most important online because it's, it's, it's your digital passport. Hey, this is me now, you know, this is who I am. So it's cool to own a big business. It's cool to be rich. People care about Instagram. So that's what I tell all these millionaires. I'm like, well, Miami you too. have to hurry up the house. Miami's the worst
0: for it. Actually. Yeah. Oh, yeah. terrible.
1: Terrible, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah, 100%. So I tell everyone, yo, get the blue check. It, like you're spending 10K on bottles. Get the check for life. Trust me, it'll change your life.
2: A hundred percent, man. You're making investment in digital real estate, man. And that's going to appreciate over time. If yeah. You're smart so about all it. All
1: entrepreneurs should focus on their personal
0: brand as much as their business, I think. I say it all the time. I say, your personal brand is the biggest injector into your business. I go, it's like, yeah, back in the day, the company was more well-known. Yeah, everybody knew Coca-Cola, but not the person behind it. Now it's opposite. Now people want to know the person behind it, and nah. then that plugs your businesses. Um, totally. And that's nah. what's going to be the, the, the projectile to the future because I go into these conversations where, like, also, too, if you think about it, there's a lot of things that are going audio as well. And when you say audio um you know like let's say that you say hey who are the top um agencies or who are the top coaches who are the top this it's only going to give you a, a select few of like maybe three to five so yeah. if you're not your personal brand's not strong and you don't fall within those three to five you're screwed because nobody yeah. else is going to dig in and say hey give me more give me five more give me no no it's okay and, and why would they people? go to someone
1: lower if this person's so glorified exactly you know, they're gonna, it's a similar pricing well this guy seems to be the best so you know,
0: what do you see changing in the space? Like, do you see any new au- nuances, any new stuff coming into the agency world? Things that yeah. for people to start paying attention to maybe other platforms or, like I said, NFT metaverse stuff related that's going to tie in with everything that we're doing. Yeah. So
1: so now like 90 percent of my payments are in and out crypto, which is crazy because I didn't even understand it a few months ago. And now it's Ethereum in, Ethereum out. Uh, I, I'm working with more NFT companies than any other type of company. So I'm doing marketing for NFTs and uh, I feel like coins have kind of died down. People make their own coins. Still, we get some people that try, but uh, the NFT thing is nuts. And, you know, one thing that people should know about NFTs is, to be honest, 98% do flop. So if you're looking to get rich quick and stock trade them, you know, get on the white list, get, get the discount and then flip it the next day because the long-term game doesn't look too good right now. I I got into it uh, two months ago, I got all obsessed and like this one I think is gonna blow up. And you know, people treat it like stock trading Mm -hmm. and they don't really care about the art. And that's what people need to know is that people look at an NFT and they say, can I make money off this? They don't say, oh, that's a great doodle. I wanna own that. People think that's stupid and they go, NFTs are dumb. Why would you buy a picture? No, you're not, you're stock trading a picture instead of a dumb little fucking number stock you're using a cool picture and, and that's all so people making them give a good roadmap and give a reason why people want to invest and buy your stock as an nft uh your nft as a stock and and don't just think that your art is going to look better than art and people are going to buy it because it's pretty art it's not what it is
2: where do you think the future of NFTs is going so if let's say is it just going to stick to art or do you believe it's going to transition to other other things
1: no, now now I can't believe whatever it's it's happening really fast and and now artists are doing it you know come to my concert you get this exclusive nft or like board eight yacht club is nuts right in Miami it's uh you now now nfts are being treated as keys really so social keys uh you get this and you get invited to yacht parties with 20 rappers or whatever they do and uh now nightclubs are doing it on our and 11 nightclub is Launching an NFT, if you get it, you walk right in. And that's the hardest club to get into in the world. So it's, it's becoming more so, it's, it's not about the picture. And that's what people that don't understand it can't stress it enough. They go, "Well, oh, it's a dumb photo. No, no, no. This photo that I own now gets me into 11 instead of buying a 10K table. Or now I get to party with my favorite rapper. Or every NFT now has perks. So uh, it, it's going into the space of real life it's coming back to real life already. So, you know, people think it's in this digital world it is, but people want to know what the perks are for real life. So it already, it already is doing the, the synergy of synchronizing. And, and it's going to get crazier like that, where web three space is going to matter in web two. It's not like we're going to go in and be in a video game and run around and GTA kind of vibe. It's, it's gonna, it's gonna be, it's always going to do both or people are going to think it's dumb.
0: Well, I'll tell you this, NFT is now becoming what being a blue check verified was back then at the beginning, where it would get you access into certain places or would get you into doors or opportunities by having a blue check. Now it's really the NFT that's acting as that blue check on steroids. And then my thing with NFTs is for me, like, I really feel like the blue chip projects have already set their name. Like, there's those blue chip projects, and then there's every other project. And I'm not saying that there can't be a future blue chip project, but it's so hard compared to what it was now because those yeah, were the first right. ones. People are already late. Yeah. They're already, those were the unique ones. And that's why I feel really the only ones that could really continue to build good NFT projects are actual real life artists who were graphic designers or actual painters who are now converting their art into NFT because they already have an art fan base who already follows him for that reason. So when he yeah. opens that up, it makes sense. But like you're saying, people are just doing it because, Oh, I'm going to make money off of it. No, um, you know, you have to have something strong behind it, a strong roadmap or some kind of like inclusivity where, Hey, you're going to be included in here. You have access here. And I think yeah. just, it's, it's interesting. And, and who knows where the tech, I think most importantly, it's the technology behind it. Like, my theory is, you know, the art is only going to last so long at, at this, at a height of attention. And then I feel like it's going to go really deeper into figuring out other ways of the, how the technology is going to be used as like the contracts and services and all that other stuff. Like that's, that's just my take.
1: Yeah. No, I'm with you. Totally. Yeah. And, and, that, and people need to get into it, even though they think it's dumb and they don't get it. Take a day. Take a Pay Sunday. Yeah. Take a Sunday to just Google it. Like Gary Vee says, just start at the ba- first page of Google. And just work your way back to present, and it's, it's true. Just go figure it out. Just read about it. it no, it, we weren't we weren't born with in our brains to just understand NFTs. You have to study it to understand it, and everyone should, because like I said, don't be the old geezer saying whatever's happening today isn't isn't cool. I'm
2: cool. No, you're not. The kids the kids decides what's cool. A hundred percent. And you know what? I've been seeing a lot of uh, talk of well, actually, a lot of license plates here from California. Has LA been seeing a lot of people moving away? Like, what do you think the vibe is over there? Is this like yeah. a, a hype or is this I, for I got LA? here at the
1: worst time ever, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> I actually lived in Miami last year. I lived in Edgewater for six months. What made you move? It, yeah. Well, I, I, I like Miami better, to be honest. You know, the people, <laughs> the people in Miami are much better. Uh, than LA, I would say we have, we have friends here, but the, um, the masses. I mean, you know, the people in Miami just are, are more smiles and good times, whereas here people really just fucking care. You know, who am I with? What, what's my story look like? You know, I needed this picture. It's it's embarrassing. People go out and they, it's all about what what they're projecting instead of having a good time. Miami people just go and have fun. You know, it's a bit of both, sure, but yeah, the the the, the real fun people are in Miami, and and here it's pretty. It's, People told me it's very fake in L.A. And I was like, "Ah, I'm sure it's not too bad. It's pretty fucking fake. Yeah, that bad? It's pretty bad. Yeah. I'm I'm realizing the rich, rich people that I looked up to and I thought were killing the game. I come here and I realize, oh, they were living off their rich front and they're not rich or that's not their house Mm -hmm. or their car. They paid for
0: all their fake followers or, you know, whatever. Damn. So like that. It's bad. Wow. So what? What? If you don't mind sharing, what's, what's one experience that you said that you were like, yo, this person, and you don't have to say name, but this person, X, Y, and Z, and you were like, what the fuck?
1: Uh. <laughs> <laughs> well,
2: <laughs> I, uh,
1: I want to tell a story. I really shouldn't. Let me think of a separate story.
2: <laughs> you have all the time.
1: Uh-oh. Okay. So, so there's this one friend I have and I love him to death, but I thought he was crushing it. He got to LA two weeks before I did. And I was like, this guy is on fire. Uh, you know, he's living in a mansion in West Hollywood. He's driving a fucking $200,000 Tesla and he's with girls every day. And they have a fucking pool in West Hollywood. And, nah, nah, nah. and I was like, what a life. And I was like, you're killing it. Eh? He's like, yeah, man, just doing what I, you know, flexing on me like, like it was all his. And I was like, oh, that's cool. And then we got to LA and then we went to the house and we realized he signed to a bigger YouTuber who got them like a team 10 Jake Paul content house. Mm. And there's like 14 people living in this house and no discredit to them. We love them very much, all of them, but just saying what I thought and what I was told versus what I saw. And then we, we go to this house and, and there's like two to a room, little fucking single beds look like little car beds. You know what I mean? <laughs> Uh, this guy's on the couch. They're sharing a queen bed upstairs and there's a million people in there. And it's all this one genius who he signed them all under him and he's putting them on as YouTubers. I think he, he takes 30% if that's the once money he both. yeah, he's the guy and, and that's his house and he got them all their cars to make them look good. And he pays the fucking 40 grand a month rent us. And they're all just living in little dorm rooms, basically filming content for him, for his company. It's his. But all these guys, all fourteen of them, their social media is: this is their house, this is their car. They're rich. They're killing it. Blah blah blah. So now I'm, I, I'm seeing, oh shit, all of you are fake, motherfuckers. <laughs> you know what I mean? Where, where I was like, oh, we need to hang out with them. Look, they're all crushing it. Nah, they just signed to a YouTuber.
2: Wow, and and other people can't tell that contest like all created. Like if they all, are. Oh, if, can tell. No, no, no one can
1: tell. That's no. crazy. Another one, too, okay, this really rich guy, he's in the music space, and he's also a friend, so I feel bad shit talking to my friends, but I'm not saying names. Uh, he lives a beautiful house in the hills, gorgeous, gorgeous house, big fucking view, pool, it's all LED lit up, the you know, the front has the Maserati, the Lambo Urus, the Range Rover, like five cars. And it's like, Oh my God, they're crushing Every day they post like the Rolexes and their car and their view. And we're like, fuck, those guys are sick. Like they're from Toronto. We should connect with them. And, you know, we became friends with them, whatever. And then we went out with them one night, but there was always one guy that was like, didn't dress rich. He didn't wear the Gucci shirts. He didn't wear the Rolex. He, he, He dressed like us, like right now, you know, whatever. And now I'm realizing, you know, Look, you see what Adam Sandler wears. You see what Bill Gates wears, right? They they dress like, see what Zuck wears. Like, he was the one that didn't dress like that. And I was like, I think he's the, I thought he was their broke friend. Turns out, of course, we went out with them one night. That guy left early. The broke friend left early. I was like, oh, we skipped out on the fucking bottle bill. (laughs) And then all five of the guys that live in that mansion that we thought were so cool and rich was their house, their cars. Car declined, car declined. Bill was like $2,100 card decline, card decline, card I had to pay it and they still haven't paid me back. And I'm like, guys, you just owe me, you know, uh, 10, 1050 bucks. We'll, we'll do half. You do half. And they're like, Oh yeah, just give me till Friday. Just mm. what the fuck? Then I went to the, the guy who I thought was broke. And I said, Hey, your boys didn't pay half the bill. And he's like, Oh, mm, he's the rich guy. They're living off him. They're fi- everyone's living off someone who's rich and it's the rich ones who don't flex it. And it's the it's the poor ones or fake ones who flex it every day. That's and a that's good point.
0: I, that's a good point for people to start paying attention yeah. to the to the signs, the flags, the, the green s- flags and the red flags, because, dude, it happens in Miami, too, man. Like, oh, Miami, you know, you know, and, than, and, than, and, than and, and it's always the perception, man, the perception. Right. Which, look, perception can get you certain places. And, and again, it can help you. But if you don't turn that into a reality, you don't know how to make it sustainable. You don't know how to make it a real thing. You're screwed.
2: Yeah, stealth
0: wealth, baby. That's
1: what you know what. At. When I see a guy wearing a Balenciaga or Gucci T-shirt, now I go, he's broke.
2: <laughs> for real, that's how <laughs> that's it is. How man. I looked at it. Now I'm like, oh,
1: he's right. Though. Guy walks in with an Old Navy T-shirt. I'm like, I bet his pockets are
2: fat,
0: fat as fuck, bro. It's, right, it's crazy. He has a retirement account. They, they say that a lot yeah. about the Gucci brand. They say Gucci brand is for the for the ones that are the pretend or the uh the pretend millionaires or the wannabe millionaires and then yeah. you, you know you have guys who are loaded and you just see them they're regular ass dudes rocking what they want to rock They don't you have know? to prove you, shit no it's so crazy yeah. so do you think this is only going to get worse or do you think that there's going to be some kind of correction here
1: you No, know, it's getting sold it's getting worse and worse and worse every day it's getting worse and, and it, it, this goes into girls too girls same thing you know 90% of hard ho- now there's only fans. Some girls are making really good money. Good for them. I respect girls that do OnlyFans. You know, they're entrepreneurs. I respect it. Hey,
0: Especially gotta, ones that don't do so much. Do.
1: Yeah. Ones that go no nip, no puss and, and make hundred thousands or millions on OnlyFans, fucking awesome. Just just toes. Every girl's posted on Instagram, anyways. So if you're posting the same shit on Instagram and just more of it on OnlyFans without revealing yourself,
2: that's amazing. Really?
1: Yeah. But then the ones that don't do OnlyFans that don't have a job and live this lavish life, it's like, you know, I see it now and I saw it in Miami and I saw it in LA and I saw it in Toronto and I'm around these people a lot. They're fucking old rich dudes to get, you know, Oh, they posted a beautiful view from a yacht sex. Oh, she's going to Miami again. Sex. Oh, what's she doing now in Turkey? Morocco
2: should to sex. They're not rich. High level pimping. It's because man. they're hot. They're not rich.
0: Yep.
1: Yep. You know, yep. they're they're not. And and most girls really they, they play on their phones all day in bed and they kick around and they FaceTime their friends. And what are you what are you doing to earn all these trips? Nothing. Sex. It's not walk- saying every girl,
2: saying I'm most. Unfortunately, you you're right. And I'm starting to see now there's more of a reversal going on where people don't like all that fake shit. They can tell. And people want more yeah. honesty. They want even the content to be more real, more raw. Like how we're talking right now, not even scripted. Yeah. People want that. And they can tell, especially when they start seeing these dudes and these guys. It's like what you said. In time, all that shit's going to show up. People are going to know that you're, you're, what's up with you. So,
0: so, Ryan. I don't know too many rich, rich guys who posted a picture of their car.
2: No. That is a fact, though. That is a big fact. That is a fact. Yeah. And,
0: if, and if it is, it's like very naturally that it just came out. Very yeah. natural, Nothing forced. But these pictures
1: usually aren't people that, that work their ass off 80 hours a week to get their car and 100%. they're in finance. Or more. They, don't, they don't do this in front of their car. They just have it, you know?
0: So for people who are in the, in the social media space, they're really trying to build something right. They're really trying to get their name out there, their personal brand. They really want to build something strong, maybe turn into a, a, into their career. And they want to do it organically. None of this fake shit. What is the right ways to do it? like What are your go-to steps on how you can start building that name up and of course still drawing attraction and attention, but the right one that fits for you to be able to create organic growth.
1: I think uh, everyone's doing the same thing right now. And girls are just doing the hot bikini picks and then guys are doing, you know, I'm a entrepreneur and I travel picks and, and that's kind of become what, what the 90% of people are doing for guys and girls be different and have a specific, even if it's small, have a niche. So if you're obsessed with, fucked. You name it. If you're, if you're obsessed with swimming, I don't know. If you're obsessed with cars, if you're whatever you're obsessed with and you really like, and you won't get bored of talking about like, don't do something you don't like. So, uh, you know, uh, whatever you're obsessed with, become great at it, become a master at it, study it. And then be, I think everyone should be, you know, 50% kind of teaching and then 50% really just showing that they're good at it. So, uh, stick to one little, all you need is one thing. Look, I, I, I tried a bunch of different types of comedy styles and then I realized, you know what my thing is? I'm unfiltered. I don't give a fuck. And I, and I like talking about sex and I think, you know, making comedy out of sex is funny. So no, no one really did that. I mean, you could go back to Howard Stern and stuff. Sure. But m- just making straight rated R content about relationships and sex all the time, only that is working for me. Cause I like it. I think it's fucking fun. Uh, I used to try to do th- this type of fake horror skits or Fake movie trailers. At one point, I was doing, or I was doing, uh, like spoof song videos, and I tried everything. I tried uh, remaking other popular vines back in the day into TikToks. No, I just stuck to what I'm. What I know is dance on the line, and pe- it offends people. I don't give a shit. That's my thing. You know, Bill Burr vibes. I love. And so, yeah. No, I want to speak to one thing that they love one little thing and be great at that and post only about that. And people in that space will, will vibe with you and follow you. Riches are in the niches.
2: A hundred percent. A hundred percent. And it's crazy because when we look at your content and you're talking with all these different women, it's like some topics you bring up kind of like, it's like private taboo. People don't want to hear it, but they're also interested to know Mm -hmm. what's up.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Right. It's, it's, it's like,
0: what the fuck did he just ask?
1: Okay. I'll listen. All right. So.
0: Well, the biggest question: When's Ryan's course coming out? On what? I don't know. On what you're doing? On life, man. On your life. Your se- sex talks. You're doing, talks. When's you're doing the it right, bro. You're when's doing it Ryan, right. When's the Ryan the Pillow Talk course coming out, man? We need a uh, Pillow Talk education course. A course. <laughs> For me. Uh, that would be pretty funny, though. <laughs> that would be. Hey, imagine you create a mini course, just and you I'll just you drop what. it, yeah, and just see everybody's reaction and see what they if they buy it on it, yeah. My, my dad will buy it just to chirp me.
1: That'd be great. <laughs> Support well, you know, we are working on something pretty cool, actually. So uh, our next thing we're doing, which I'm really excited about, for the first two weeks of May, we're filming a movie. And it's uh, a production company is filming it for free because they really believe it's going to go on Netflix. Oh, so, damn. I don't know. That's what they said. And they said, if Netflix doesn't take it, we'll, we'll take it. And if not, we'll, we'll do the movie theaters with a, I don't know. This guy really believes this movie is a good idea. I'll tell you what it is. I haven't said this online yet or told anyone really. Fuck it. I'll spill the beans. Woo! So we're doing, uh, we're doing Ryan and Dark make a porno, obviously from Zach and make porno, but it, it's a documentary about from, you know, start to finish about how we got dark to making a sex tape. Dark's my, my best friend, partner, he does a podcast of me and everything. And uh, it, it's like the start to finish story of how we got dark. To put out a sex tape with his dream porn star. Damn. Wow, so he actually does it, huh? Well, we haven't done it yet, and we haven't found the porn star yet. But we're gonna, well, you're going we're gonna to going
0: it. Yeah. No, no, it's going to happen. Oh, that's going to blow up, man.
1: <laughs> Damn. And then, you know, we have, we have some funny ideas we're going to throw in. We don't want to make it scripted, but we have some, you know, it'll be funny. We've been working on it for like two months, and then we pitched it to one production company, and they said, we'll take it. We want it. We'll shoot it for free. So... They're taking thirty percent if it sells to Netflix. Sure. Take is this it. gonna be your wildest project? Our what,
0: sorry? Your wildest project?
1: Yeah, for sure. Cause we are gonna put the sex tape out on OnlyFans. Oh,
0: so purchase. it's gonna be so- a
1: legit, it's a
0: legit thing. It's legit, legit. Yeah, so he's
1: gonna put out a sex tape. I'm directing it. And uh we're putting out a sex tape for the world to buy, and we're putting out a movie to promote it on how we got it done.
2: That is the most wow. interesting concept I've ever <laughs>
1: who came you guys came up with it? <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, Well, you know, it started with, uh,
2: so we had Francesca on the
1: podcast, uh, about a month ago and I'll try to pull up the quick, the clip here. This is insane. Anyways, uh, Francesca says like, he's like, fuck, I wish I could make a sex tape. And she goes, why don't you? And he's like, I don't know. She goes, you have a small dick. He goes, no, I'm happy with my dick. She goes, then make a fucking sex tape. He goes, okay, I'm making a sex tape. And then when that clip came out, Everyone started commenting, you should, you should. And I was like, let's do it. Let's fucking make a sex tape. And he was like, how? How the fuck are we going to do that? I'm like, let's get your favorite porn star and let's try to see if you can fuck her. And he's like, how are you going to pull it off? I'm like, let's make a movie about pulling it off. Wow. So, and,
2: and who's the porn star chick that he's, that he's picking? Who's
0: the, who's the target? Okay, he has this girl that he's obsessed with. You're not, so, you're not too fond of it.
1: Well, I've I've never heard of her. Like, let's do a top five that every name is heard of. Everybody, you know, let's do a, a a girl that every guy in the world is jerked. <laughs> and this you know, is not one, one. Not this, one that this he one likes, does,
0: This he... one falls in no top five. No, uh, what's fucking her name? Dark. Dark. <laughs> Dark. Do you see? This is the light
1: documentary right now. <laughs> uh, fuck it's it sounds like cyborg Siberia 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 that's her name Siberia Tyria some shit like that. And, and he's like, that's the porn star I really want to. Dark! Come here for a sec. These are the sweated out boys. What's Woo! the name? Here's Dark. Yo. Hey, what's up,
2: brother?
0: What's up, guys? How you doing? What's up, brother?
2: We so, heard about just Siberia.
0: To, just just started to go fund me for my hairline. There we go. Hey, you might need to help me out, man, because I'm pro. Mine mine is disappearing.
1: Did you actually start it? Yeah, it's already started. So I uh, I just did some research. You can go to Turkey, round trip, it's like a three-day thing. Uh, it's five k, and uh, you go get your hairline done. You stay there in a in a hotel, and then you fly back. Is none and of this in,
0: is none of this tattooing shit, right? I don't want a tattooed hairline. No, no, no. It's a proper
1: hair oh, transplant. You guys know about it.
0: All right, good, good, good. Because yeah. I need it. I'm done with the so, bi- I'm done okay, with the biotin yeah. pills.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, you still got to do the drugs when you are back off when you're healing.
0: Oh, okay, Hold I'm gonna support yeah, it. The drugs
1: are cool, right?
0: <laughs> I'm gonna support it. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Thanks, guys. So the reason we brought you over here wasn't because your hair.
0: Okay, okay, okay.
1: It was. Uh, I was telling them about Ryan and Dark making porno. Oh yes. And and I forgot your porn star's name. Cytheria. Cytheria. Mm. See, I can you tell him, give him, tell him your thoughts on that. Doing it with Cytheria?
0: Yeah, hey, I, I don't know. Is she, is she in the top five? That's the biggest question.
2: She used mm.
1: to be my number one back in the day. It's because he's obsessed with squirters. Yeah, yeah, and she was the queen of squirting.
0: Yeah. Oh, so she's a top five in that then.
1: Yeah, oh no, she's oh, number one.
0: back he's number back. one. Oh, okay, okay.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. She she's had a kid though since. So. You no, know, it's
0: it's his tape. Wait, it's she like, has she had a kid? You're saying?
1: Yeah, yeah. She had like fake tits, got them removed. I don't know. She's probably a little
2: banged up, to be honest. But, <laughs> oh, yeah. is she still in the game?
1: No, no, no. There's no chance. But I could probably pull her out of retirement.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I guess. How old that. is she? Like in her fifties? Got to
1: do a like a classic. Who's still in the game? Like a. Uh, Hey, I'm not picky, to be honest. You know, like
0: a, like a Lana Rhodes. Yeah. Yeah? Oh, it's like a mama comeback. Yeah. I don't know. A well, mama comes out of retirement. You guys are going to watch the movie if it comes out, right? Oh, yeah, 100%. Yeah, definitely, man. No, we're, we're going to get subscribed. you guys on the podcast when you come when, when it comes out. All right. I would love to. There we That'd go. That'd be awesome. Oh, talk about my crooked dick. Nice <laughs> guys. And by that time, Same your here, fundraiser brother. is going to be off, off the roof. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I love this. Hopefully on the roof, you know? Ooh. Love it. Damn, so Cytheria.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, love, I love it, man. Oh my We're gonna support the OnlyFans. Only We're gonna support
0: it. is sweating it out big time right now. That's what's going in <laughs> on. That's what's going on. Man, Ryan, yo, this has been a trip, brother. Yo, we appreciate you coming on, man. Oh, it's already done. Uh, has yo. It, has it been a lot? Wow, that was that
1: went by quick. You know what they say? Time flies when you're having fun, baby. Having fun. Right? It's almost like we can finish each exactly. other's. Exactly.
0: A, exactly it wasn't it, wait it wasn't 10 minutes oh yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah this was a, wow. see this is worth the full night yeah. <laughs> yeah that was good that was good that was quick <laughs> man yo this was funny yo I appreciate you bro definitely Thank gonna you connect so much I hope I didn't go too crazy nah man no bro we
2: love that shit no this that is awesome great. and we're
0: definitely and we're definitely excited to watch that, that new movie you got coming out the documentary we know Right now, our viewers are going to go watch that movie. So right there, hey, who knows how many viewerships you get to that movie. Hopefully, it can help it push it to the top charts. But, brother, if people want to connect with you, where can they find you?
1: So uh, it's Ryan Pownell on everything. ITS. It's. Brilliant.
0: And then Pillow Talk with Ryan. Love it. And what's yeah. the biggest piece of advice you can leave out to all our listeners today in one sentence?
1: Don't go to school. Don't get a boring job. Don't marry your high school sweetheart. Fucking go for it. Bam! Bam. Oh, My most that. visible friends are the ones that have... Making forty k a year in their townhouse with their fucking girl that they can't get rid of and they don't even like anymore and they go do it man where do you want to live go where do you want what do you want to do go go green means go don't fucking stop. don't settle don't have kids too young don't don't give up go
0: guys you I heard that. it from Ryan himself go 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 if you go. got value out of this podcast you had fun you laughed and you're ready to watch his movie please leave us a rating. Leave a review, like, share, subscribe, because the more love you show us, the more love we can show back. Till next time on the Sweat It Out Podcast. Sweat It Out. Woo! Thank you, boys. The recording
1: has stopped. Brother, that was oh.
0: amazing.